to episode four of From A to Zara, the podcast that talks about all things content. Today, we're on to the letter D. D is for design and for diversity, two important concepts when it comes to content. I'm honored to have Yumi Sato here in the studio with us, Hi. and she, <laughs> she is a designer here at Zara. So I thought, what, per, what better person to talk about um, both design, because she is an expert professional, and additionally, she's from Brazil, so I thought we could kind of dig into the diversity piece also that way. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining me, Yumi. Oh, no worries. No worries. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I didn't have to strong arm her too much, so it's good. <laughs> it's good. She was a very willing volunteer. All right, so I think we're just going to dive right in and begin talking about design. Um, I know that design is a favorite thing of mine to talk about because I'm sort of an amateur, frustrated designer. <laughs> like I've been, I've been learning so much from the designers here at Zara, but it's also I've seen what it can do firsthand for content, right? I can create a great content piece, but no one's going to want to read it if it doesn't look good or it's not presented in an attractive way. So I've seen what design can do to make my content even more visually appealing and make it sort of better suited for people to read it. So I totally appreciate what you guys do and I know how important your job is, but um, I'd like to hear it you know, from your side, why, what you think about design and how it plays into content. Well, I think um, how you present the content um, has like, will have a huge impact on how the consumer perceives it. So you have to make it look interesting. You have to make it look engaging. It's not just a matter of having like a nice packaging that holds a message. And as well, like a good design will help you understand the message. Uh, so we'll inform and impact the reader. And that's, that's more important than um, just having a lot of content there. Mm -hmm. Especially nowadays that people like make decisions just pressing a button or swiping a screen. You have to make the content look appealing, uh, engaging, make it look interesting so that people will actually read it. Yep. So that's what good design does. You know, it informs and it impacts the, the reader, the audience. I, I totally agree. And um, I read this someplace, content is like water. So if you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. If you put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. And content and design is sort of the same thing. Yeah. Depending on how you package up the design, it can be something completely different than maybe what you'd intended originally. But I do agree with your point that with uh, everyone's short attention spans, yeah. if they open something up and it doesn't look good right away, they're not going to yeah. spend time you know, looking at something. So um, I totally, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, what are some examples of effective content that you've seen, either that you've created or that you've just been a fan of? I think here in Zara, we do a lot of infographics and that's exactly like a, a good example because, you know, it's a, a good mix of text and graphs and how you can do that very creatively. So it's beautifully um, designed, you know, it's very, very good. It looks very good visually, but it also informs the reader. So that's a good example of that. And I do feel like working with that designer, you can get to a point where you still have all the data, you still have all the information, all the numbers you have to put in, but make it look good, you know, make it look interesting. So I think infographics are a good one. And we do loads of them here. So uh, especially for social media now, yeah. um, I just feel like uh, because people are, you know, bombarded by information all the time now, you just have to make your design look kind of unique, kind of different. Um, so that's, you know, that's a good way that when you're working with, um, 
a content person, you can, you know, have uh, that balance between design and information. So infographics would be a good example of that. Um, do you think we reached infographic overload? Uh, sometimes, yes. But I think it's also like the way you post it sometimes, mm -hmm. um, you know, not putting all the information at once or, you know, you could find um, creative solutions for that for sure. But at the same time, I do still feel like infographics are more, uh, a lot more in interesting than just reading a lot of text, especially yeah. on social media. You wouldn't do that unless you were really interested in the topic. So if it's a topic that you, you're not sure how the audience is gonna um, respond to, I'd say it's you know a safe choice for that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I think there's a lot of content marketers who maybe want to learn more about design, like like me, or they maybe know a little, you know, a few design principles, but they're interested in learning more. So, do you have any suggestions for those people, maybe how they can go about learning more about design? Well, I do think well. It's kind of hard for me to say that, but I think that working with a designer will really, you know, help you a lot because we tend to always ask you guys to crop some of the text sometimes and, you know, less is more sometimes yeah. and, you know, how you incorporate your text to a design is very important. So I think in my, it was sort of what I've done is educate myself about design by just looking at lots of different examples, either on design websites or just kind of keeping my eyes open and realize, like taking it all in and saying, oh, there's something about this piece that is really attractive and intriguing to me. And then trying to figure out what that is. Is it the font? Is it how they arrange things on the page? Is it the colors? That sort of thing. So for, for myself, it's just been a matter of like kind of keeping my eyes open and trying to get in lots of different design inputs. Um, are there any things like in terms of um, tips that you would give to marketers in terms of like, granted, like text is obviously text length is something, but is there anything else just kind of, maybe they're just looking to understand your job better. Are there any tips or tricks that you could give a marketer? Well, I think you always have to think about the target audience before any designer starts anything. And we do think about user experience a lot as well because like I can't design only for myself. So if you think about that, you have to think about text flow, um, reading direction as well. You have to think about font size, font styles, because you don't want it to be too dull as well. Like right. a nice font will really help, but it has to be legible. You have to think about the target audience whenever you're doing anything, because really you have to think, oh, could they have eyesight problems? Hmm. Is this legible enough? Is the color uh, contrast uh, good enough or way too much? So it is, uh, you know, a few little things that you have to think when you're designing something, you have to think from the person's, um, from the reader's perspective, is this good enough? Because, you know, we always want to do pretty things, but sometimes that's not really um, the best solution. You have to think about if it wasn't you there reading, would that work? I think, you know, I think you bring up a really good point about user experience because I think a lot of designers, that's actually a big part of your job, right? Is to think about how the end user is going to ingest this piece and what they're, you know, what device are they on? What, how, how are they actually going to be sitting there reading it? So can you talk a little more about user experience and either what you've kind of thought about it or um, how it plays into your job? Well, I think that when we talk about user experience, people already think about websites and apps and all that kind of thing, but really any field of design has to think about it. 
when we're designing anything. So if I'm like we design a lot of print jobs here in Zara. So when I'm designing a magazine cover, I have to think about all of the things that I just mentioned here. Like you have to think about, um, you know, it has to look striking, but at the same time it has to work. So you have to think about user experience at all times in anything you're designing pretty much, not only like um, for digital things, but also for print. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about the print aspect. It's very true. And then you also brought up accessibility. And I think that's something that's really huge because a lot of times we think we don't realize that some of our readers may not have the good eyesight or yeah. might be reading on a different sort of a screen or, or who knows what it is. So I think that's a very good point that you brought up too, that you have to sort of design for everyone and not just a particular segment of the audience. Um, so I think that leads me into asking, why do you love design and how did you get started doing it? I think design is like an amazing thing because everything, pretty, pretty much everything is design, you know, from like the chair we're sitting on to the clothes we're wearing, everything was someone's thought, someone's idea at first. Then this person got that idea, you know, put on a piece of paper or on a computer and made it become reality. And it's gorgeous, you know, to yep. think that everything is actually someone's idea at first and then you make it reality with design. Um, how I got to design, I think, well, I'll give you the most cliche answer ever. <laughs> I think most graphic designers would tell you this, but it's pretty true. I can't imagine. I don't remember when I wasn't sketching or illustrating. Uh, I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't doing that and really enjoying it. I remember uh, since I was like two years old, I started sketching and it became something that I, I really loved. And um, I was able to express myself that way creatively. Um, I didn't even want to do sports or anything when I was younger. I just wanted to, <laughs> you know, stay at home the whole day doing that. And um, so it was kind of a like a natural path to me to make that like um, you know a career. Um, I even remember when I was a teenager, I fell in love with like fashion magazines, and I used to in fashion illustrator illustration as well because I'm an illustrator as well. And I used to do these uh, magazine covers. I used to illustrate like the model. And then I would use Microsoft um, Word to kind of create, design the masthead for it and the cover plugs and everything. And I would print So you were it. designing covers yeah, when you were kind of, yeah. <laughs> a teenager. Uh, That's awesome. Well, sometimes it would be, it would look pretty bad because <laughs> I had a printer at home and sometimes the masthead would be on top of, you know, the model's <laughs> face or something. But I was having a lot of fun and, you know, exploring fonts and, and things that I wasn't even aware um, of at the time but yeah so it was like a natural path to me really like um, I know this this is kind of a gift when you know what you want to do for the rest of your life definitely when you are that young I know people my age they still are not sure if they made the right career path or not but like I I just it was very natural to me it was very um, simple I didn't really have a question yeah. and it's fantastic that you're still doing something that you love to do as a child yeah. right because there's still sort of that playful element to it which I think is I think more people need to be doing things that they did when they were children yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are your favorite design resources or websites well uh, there's a few um, for like research and inspiration I think Behance is one of the best ones yeah which is like uh, it's this uh, it's more like a platform the designers use to showcase their work but because you can choose who to follow, you can like follow, you know, the top illustrator or the top designer. You, you can follow like the best people in the field pretty much. So whenever you open your, um, when you open that website, you already like have loads of brilliant references on your homepage, which is amazing. 
uh, I'd say for more of like a lifestyle uh, inspiration thing, Pinterest, because it's amazing. <laughs> you can get from a nice haircut reference to, you know, a party decoration. That's, that's always really good. Um, and there's a good one that I, I'm not sure if a lot of people know about. It's called WGSN. And they are an agency that do um, trend research. Oh, cool. So they like research groups and see what people are consuming, what they what they're expecting, and then they can make a prediction for the future of what people will consume, what people will um, want to to have. And although it is a paid service, you can follow them on Instagram and their blog, and it's amazing for inspiration that kind of thing. We used to, I used to really use that uh, in the past when I had to do like. Uh, stationary collections because then you would know what the target audience was really you know willing to to consume so that was perfect and I think that for resources so like vectors and I bought some fonts from this website as well it's brilliant it's called um, hungry jpeg so that's a good one you know if you always if you're ever looking for like oh I want like a, a nice little font to use for the magazine now or something that's that's a good one I'm also wondering because everything seems to be so much more visual these days, right? With Instagram and people posting fantastic pictures. Are there any, I think that there's probably some really good designers who are on Instagram and kind of building their audience that way. Are there any that you follow on that platform? Yeah, there's even like an Irish one. Uh, he's an illustrator, but he's also a great um, packaging designer. He's a great design, designer. He's called Steve Simpson. Okay. He's very famous here in Ireland. And you know, he, the thing about his work is that it's so um, unique that you can see his work throughout Dublin and you know it's, you know, from him. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, I follow some other illustrators as well, but I, I think it's nice to give like an Irish reference here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fantastic. So with that, I'm going to now kind of segue into talking about diversity. So diversity is definitely a hot topic in the workplace, sort of all over at the moment. Um, and I thought it was interesting to talk with you about diversity because we do have a pretty diverse workforce here at Zara. You're from Brazil, I'm from America. There's two different countries right there. We work with a lot of Irish, someone from the UK. Um, so I think it's, um, I think we, we get to see diversity firsthand here. While we don't have any men, it's still a very <laughs> <laughs> globally diverse uh, workforce. So I guess um, just sort of in your experience from being someone who's not from Ireland originally, how have you seen diversity play out? So I think it's very, that's a very interesting question because since I moved here to Ireland and I feel like Ireland is so diverse right now, um, I'm not sure if it was like that a few years ago, but Dublin is like, it's, it's amazing. You know, one of the best experiences I had since I moved here, um, I was on the train uh, to work and I saw this Japanese girl talking to this Chinese girl and they were trying to explain to each other how to say, you know, words in their languages. And it kind of like, it got to me that I wouldn't be having this experience if I had been living, you know, in a bubble, which is very easy thing to do. Yep. And it just it really humbles you. You feel like, oh, I'm part of the world. You know, I'm not just, the world is not... Uh, just all about me uh, and I think that's an amazing thing to have in the workplace because when you share experiences when you you know people have different opinions people have you know different cultures it just makes you really um, although you're you're so different it really brings it together in a way 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helps you, like from a design perspective, you create more unique designs that way. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And I was actually going to bring that up. I think when you have a diverse team, you have those different viewpoints, you have those different people with inputs that are you know obviously not the same as yours and yeah. i think the product just gets elevated right the end product yeah. um, i was reading there was some research that came out in scientific american and it shows that being around people who are different actually makes you more creative more diligent and harder working yeah i i, I do think that that happens here as ara because there's like you know um being around people that you have you know no one you wouldn't have any idea if you weren't here just really, you know, broadens your mind in a way that it wouldn't be possible before. Definitely, definitely. I totally agree. Um, And I think, um, and you've sort of touched on this, but that diversity, I think, is really important for the creation of anything, whether it's design or writing or, you know, just coming up with new products. But I know that as a writer, I think ideas can come from anywhere. So the more diverse range of inputs that I have, like the more diverse range of things that I'm reading and things that I'm seeing, I think the better chance I have of actually distilling them all together and then coming up with something new as opposed to, have you heard of this term, the echo chamber? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like on Facebook or on social media when you're just following people who are interested in the same things as you or who yeah. look the same as you or who are from the same place. You're just constantly hearing the same things repeated you over and over. You know, exactly. It's really exactly don't. true because yeah. you just kind of keep hear, like the same things are repeating over and over as opposed yeah. to kind of broadening your horizons and, and your viewpoints and getting different, different things in there. So I guess um, my question to you, and this, this is a hard one, but how do you think we can increase the diversity of our sources? Well, I think like the way we do it here, it's like we're uh, always exchanging uh, references, exchanging experiences, exchanging styles um, and uh, information. And that's kind of a good way to do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And I think um, like seeking out things that are maybe foreign to you. That's what I've tried to do is look for look for people that aren't the same as me and then follow them on Twitter or follow them on Instagram and sort of start to get different and and newer voices into that echo chamber so that I am being exposed to a lot of things. Yeah, especially because if you don't ever do that, you know, the real world can get very scary. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. When you... um, yeah, when you're constantly hearing the same thing, you don't realize that there's a lot of good in the world and that um, there's a lot of people that are out there to help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very true. Okay, so I think, um, do you have anything else that you want to touch upon with diversity? Like maybe how it plays into design a little bit? Well, I, I do think it's more of, of exchanging styles. So like, because I, I come from a different background, you know, the Brazilian... Uh, Brazilian design is more about colors and mm-hmm. bright colors and you know it's it's quite different from the Irish one and you know that way I get to learn a little bit about the Irish way of doing things as well so it's really like helped my career a lot because I feel like I'm more um, I, I can do more of oh God, how do you put it? yeah it's probably increased your skill set, right? And it's made you a better designer, just knowing, bringing that Brazilian sense and then kind of learning how people do it here in Ireland. And then additionally, we have clients who are 
global. So you're creating work that's seen all over the world. Yeah, I'd say that this experience really made, made me more of a, a versatile designer because now I can do, you know, the, the bright thing and the more classic thing. And it's, it's, it's an amazing experience to have. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I thank you very much for joining me all today. Right. Um, and thank you for listening. We will be back soon talking about the letter E. So bye. <laughs>